Welcome to Murder on Silk Road, the podcast that explores Asian and European true crime cases. I'm Julia, and with me is my friend and co-host, Lina. I'm Lina, and each episode we will be sharing either an Asian or a European case. Between these episodes, we will bring you a shorter in-between episode, where whoever did a case that week will prepare a random topic to discuss. Before we get started, a general warning. The themes discussed in these stories may be disturbing and triggering for some, so listener discretion is advised. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take two. We had to... Well, I mean, we, we are redoing the audio now because my computer decided to crash. Uh, but fortunately, we were not far along. Yeah, We were just rambling about random things that nobody cares about so maybe we count it as a blessing <laughs> yeah we're doing you a favor and yeah. we can just get straight into the story this way yes so yeah i guess this week we'll just get right into it you're welcome <laughs> okay so i'm going to tell you about what happened at the roda de Coimbra, which translates what? to Wheel of, so in English you would pronounce this something like Coimbra, C-O-I-M-B-R-A, mm -hmm. but in Portuguese, because this is in Portugal, it's pronounced Coimbra. Okay, and what does this word mean? It's just a place, it's a location. Maybe it has a meaning, but I don't oh, know, okay. but it's, if you just Google map it, it's a place in Portugal. It's, a, I guess, a okay. city. And this happens... A long, long time ago, in 1772. Oh, that is a long time ago. Yeah, all the way back, so that we can really distance ourselves from what happens. Cool, that's great. Let's do it. However, the themes that pop up in this story are still relevant today, I would say. So that's also quite okay. fascinating. But um, So the Roda de Coimbra, which means Wheel of Coimbra, or the wheel that they're talking about here, is something called a foundling wheel. Have you ever heard of this? A what wheel? Foundling. No, that tells me nothing. Okay, maybe a German word will tell you what it is. Um, maybe. Something like this in German is referred to as the baby clapper. No, that still doesn't really? tell me anything. <laughs> okay, what yeah. about baby hatch? <laughs> Which is just the English word baby no. clapper. Okay, well, basically what it is... It's this sort of anonymous baby donation mechanism. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like okay. the term donation used when it yeah, comes to maybe babies. Maybe donation is not the right word, but basically, it's for mothers who cannot raise their babies because of poverty or whatever reason. Maybe so they're in a situation. Adoption. Yes, but it's more of a like literally in German baby clapper. It's like this thing you open, you put the baby in, you close it. And there's holy shit. You, the mother is anonymous. Holy shit! What? I've never heard of this. Yeah, and this thing exists even now today. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And the reason it was created back in the day, it started in Italy in the Middle Ages, and it was adopted by Portugal in the 17th century. And the reason this exists is to basically counter infanticide, which is very common, very, I suppose, mm. normal in a sense, all over different cultures in human history. True. Yes. So 
to avoid babies being abandoned in obscure places because either way the mother was going to abandon this baby they said you know why don't we set up this system it typically would be in a hospital or maybe a church where um, women could anonymously give up their baby for someone else to take care of them and then usually this would also lead to adoption so you would leave the baby at like maybe a hospital foundling wheel thing and then the nuns uh, or the nurses there or if it's a church it would be nuns they would take care of the baby for a few months and put it up for adoption and then someone wealthier with better means to raise that baby would adopt it so that's the idea behind it okay and the reason why it's called a foundling wheel is because um so those from italy and maybe even nowadays i'm not really sure but if you go to different uh, older cities in europe i think you can see these mm-hmm. in france or all over europe it's this wheel made of wood cylindrical wheel and it has two parts so basically when you open it from one side um i don't think it can be open from the other side so you, you open it and then you can place the baby inside you close it again and then it would be open on the other side so the baby would appear on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. and typically you would ring a bell as well to inform the people inside a new baby has arrived and that's how it works. Oh, so there's no, like, there's that anonymity yes. kind of. It's basically okay. this hatch you open, put the baby in, close it, ring a bell, and you go. Interesting. Yes. So that's the foundling wheel that we're going to talk about in a city called Coimbra. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Let's go. Let's go. So this particular foundling wheel, um, it worked in a way that uh, the woman will be able to, you know, put their baby in. And then whoever ends up adopting a baby, they will be awarded 600 reich, which is the Portuguese word for real, so Portuguese real. In Brazil, they still use the real, but uh, in Portugal, you know, it's the euro now. But it's the old, mm-hmm. old money. So between real and euro, there was other stuff as well. So unfortunately, I can't really tell you how much that is. It was oh. too obscure to okay. have any currency converter, inflation converter. Um, so if you were to adopt a baby, you would get money, you would get a cradle, and also about half a meter of thick cotton fabric. Uh-huh. And presumably the person adopting the baby would be able to use that for, for the baby. Okay, that's that's nice. There's some support there for people that are like yeah, doing this. Yes. And... Uh, I don't know how much the 600 reich is in today's money, but at that time it was equivalent to around the six-month salary of a cook. Oh. Whatever much that is. So, yeah, but it is a good but good amount of you money. You can tell it's quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. And at this particular founding wheel, the babies will be raised by... I'm not, actually not sure if it's nuns or nurses, but, but other women who are working there. And then after a while, they'll put the baby up for adoption. Um, yeah, so every year, this place received around 200 babies. And unfortunately, many of those babies would die in the institutions. And yeah, I think the ones that get, get adopted are actually in the minority. Oh, oh, that's... Unfortunately, yeah. That's sad. So now that you have a background of where this story takes place, um, on April 1st, 1772... A woman who works at the Foundling Wheel in Coimbra is walking through the uh, Mont Arroyo, 
I think it's a hill or mountain where that place is built at. But I couldn't find this place on Google Maps. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds like a mountain or a hill. And she was walking through the place and she either sees or trips over uh, something that seems odd in the environment. Mm -hmm. And upon closer inspection, she realizes it's a badly buried baby with strangulation marks. Buried? Buried, sort of half buried or a shallow grave kind of. So, you know, it wasn't well buried. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell the woman's name. Her name was Angelica Maria. And so Angelica, she... Oh my God. What? That's my mom's name. Like, really? Fully. <gasps> Angelica Maria, yeah. Maria, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can be glad because she... Spoiler alert, she's not the bad person in this story. Well, that's <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I was surprised when you first reacted. Like, what? what? <laughs> Did I just say something? Yeah, because I mean... It, it took a second for it to register because, I mean, Angelica, like, on its own, like, it's not that common anymore, but it mm. used to be a lot more common. But that's, and like, Maria or Marie or whatever, yeah. diver, uh, deviation of it is also very common and always has been common. But mm. that specific combination. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, she's not the bad guy. That was a cool coincidence. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Angelica, she sees the baby and she informs the authorities, of course, and then they start investigating. So looking at the baby, so the corpse was still very fresh. And Angelica, she identifies the baby through the appearance and the clothes that it was one of the two babies adopted just that morning by a woman called Luisa de Jesus. Just, okay, quick a quick um, needing to intervene. Yes. I just need a. So, the baby was dead. Yes, the baby was dead. Because you, you didn't mention it. You said it had strangulation marks yeah, and sorry. was half buried. But it it was dead. Yes. It was the corpse okay. of a baby. That's really sad. Mm. I don't, I don't want to, like, skip over that. That's really sad. It is, yeah. And, uh, but this was one that... Uh, it was a baby that was one of two that was adopted by this woman yes okay Mm -hmm. exactly so the woman who adopted the baby was called luisa de jesus and you spell like jesus de jesus uh in spanish yes i think in portuguese it's jesus oh okay yes i don't want to say 100 percent, but i looked at some portuguese youtubers talking about this case and that's how they pronounced it and okay so I'm going to trust them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. So, and Luisa, she is a woman who is on friendly terms with the owner of the Foundling Wheel and also another nurse who works there. And mm-hmm. the thing about Luisa, she f- frequently visited this Foundling Wheel, but not to adopt babies for herself. So she works as a carrier between towns. So she would travel between different villages and act like a delivery person for farmers, for millers. And she will go to the founding wheel and adopt babies on behalf of her clients. Okay. Mm. Uh, So that's the story about Louisa. So the officers, of course, interrogate her because, you know, one of the babies that she adopted that morning had died. And Louisa doesn't really give much of a fight. So on April the 6th, she confesses to killing the two babies she had adopted that morning, the morning of April 1st. It had taken five days... Uh, Because they found the the baby 
Wow, okay. Yeah, I think because it's such a long time ago, so I, it probably, I'm guessing, took some time to locate her in the first place because she picked mm-hmm. up the babies and then they had to find out where she lives. Maybe she was, you know, traveling as a carrier. But either way, they got hold of her, interrogated her, and on the 6th of April, she confesses to killing both of the babies. So after her confession... That's so sad. Yeah, they kind of dig around the place again, and they do find the second body as well. So that is when the officers... They In the start same to, location? Uh, I think so, yeah. Around by the same hill, same mountain place, close to the foundling okay. wheel. Sorry. Hmm, no worries. I mean, it is a relatively short story, so interrupt as much as you like. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so so at this point, I believe Louisa was already, you know, arrested or put into some kind of holding cell as they continue the investigations. And then the officers, they start to ask the people who Louisa claimed to have adopted these babies for, so her clients. And... Maybe you already see where this is going, mm-hmm. but none of these clients ever got any babies. Uh, and then the officers, they also sort of checked through the names that, that she gave. And some of them were also fake. The addresses might have been fake. Names are fake. So this is a very bad sign. Yeah. And they start wondering what happened to the other babies. Great. So in the meantime, as they're investigating, as they're seeing, okay, none of these people who allegedly sent her to adopt these babies ever got any babies they start digging more and under the many olive trees of Montaroyo they find another 13 baby corpses oh no Mm -hmm. so it's 15 total that they found in the mountain all of them were smothered or strangled and um, this is a word I didn't know either Garot or garot because it's a Spanish word. Yeah. Yes, you know it. I do. Yeah. Do you know what it is then? Um, it's kind of isn't it similar to um strangulation kind of, um but it's but it's with a with an instrument like with like a, Mm a a rope or something. Yeah, it's pretty much where you have something around your neck and then there's a tool or a mechanism in place that tightens whatever's around the neck. So similar to a tourniquet where, you know, if you want to stop bleeding. Mm -hmm, But specifically around the neck. Yeah, to strangle someone. I think think it was a common, like, torture yeah yeah um in like especially during like medieval times yeah 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 no, so the babies were also murdered like that that's horrible so after more interrogation on april 18th louisa admits to murdering nine babies out of the 15 that were found so she does deny responsibility for six of them uh, interesting okay for whatever reason yeah but they do confirm later that those babies or we assume those are the babies that she adopted because she did to adopt that many babies okay. and they're not living with her or the people who she allegedly adopted yeah. them for so but it also doesn't yeah. make sense to not take responsibility for all of them yeah exactly so that's really weird but yeah anyway i'll give you a short background on louisa mm-hmm. so she was born on december 10th 1748 
to farmers, uh, Manuel and Mariana Rodriguez. And as far as we know, so the, the, she also came from a place close to Coimbra. So as far as we know, she had a normal childhood. She was not a victim of abuse. And as she became older, she started working as a delivery person, right? Mm-hmm. Transporting the goods between towns. And she was married to a man called Manuel Gomez. Uh, he doesn't really show up in the story, so he wasn't there, I think, when this happened. So people just assumed he was not in the area at the time, or he left her when all of this had happened. Okay, but they were, like, legally married or whatever yes. at that time, but he wasn't there. Yeah, so they were married, but he never just, yeah, he never made an appearance anywhere <laughs> and was not living there, so... There are no records saying what happened to him or yeah, okay. what he was doing. And either way, um, money was always tight despite her delivery job. So Louisa comes up with a money-making scheme. Great, as they always so you do. Remember, <laughs> so you remember the award that people would get mm-hmm. for adopting babies. And it kind of reminds me of your story where you asked me, what did they do? What did Matamahik do when she needed money? Even though she did have a lot of money already, but... And just kept spending it. Yeah. yeah. Um, either way, Luisa did not. I mean, she made a normal income, I suppose, um, transporting things, but that was not enough, apparently. And what she came up with was that she would go to the founding wheel at Coimbra, and remember, she knows the owner there. She knows mm-hmm. a nurse there. So people knew her. They, they they trusted her. They didn't suspect anything weird. And they knew that she worked as a delivery person. So she would just go there and say, oh, yeah, this person I work for, they want to adopt a baby. And I'm here to act as the intermediary and transfer the baby for them. I just so want to say... she would say, adopt these babies on their behalf. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that... So you said that she was a delivery person of goods, right? Like, she, she delivered things. I just want to say that yeah. you cannot compare a baby to <laughs> things, for one. And also, yeah. I have a clarification question. Yes. So, people that adopt one of these babies, they get money. It was 600 yeah. something. Reich. So, if she was the intermediary for the adoption, would, like for me, how does it make sense if she's not even the one, like, technically adopting them but like adopting them for another family why would she get the money well the money and the cradle and the cloth would all need to be transported so she just transported Uh, everything okay okay Mm. Hmm. but that's how her story goes right i mean you're gonna see that babies didn't have a lot of rights back then well like a lot of other things didn't have rights yeah yeah. but People were, of course, outraged by this and shocked by how evil this was. But because yeah. um, babies are defenseless. Exactly. Like, yeah. They can't fight against you doing this to them. They are completely dependent on another person. Mm. But like I did say in the beginning, this the whole purpose of these foundling wheels was because people were leaving their baby out to die, babies out to die, and some of them just outright murdering their own children when they know they couldn't care for the child or the baby. So in a lot of cultures throughout history, it was very common and part of the culture to murder babies. Yeah. 
as bad well, and horrible as it sounds because it is. Yeah, because I so for one, it's like like the babies they didn't choose to be born. Like they, it's no fault of their own that they are suddenly there and like an extra mouth to feed. Mm-hmm. But also, like, people didn't really have another option. Yeah, that's the thing. There was they no contraception, w- And right? they didn't want to, like... Yeah, there was that. Plus, they um, they thought it was better for them to just kill the baby quickly now instead of, like, slowly torturing it through, for example, like, starvation. Mm. So, yeah, exactly. it's horrible. I can't... I can kind of understand the logic, mm. but... What I find so sad is that, like, this was a problem. I mean, it's kind of still a problem. But this was a huge problem, and they even took these steps to make, like, make this a better situation, like, um, to fight against this infanticide and give these kids to families that can't care for them. And then somebody starts sort of taking advantage of this system set up. Mm. Yeah. Which is horrible. I'm going to touch on this subject a bit at the very end just because the story is so short so I I do have some extra stuff to tell you about at the end Um, but you're right so that in history that happened a lot and also not every time it's because the mother couldn't care for the child because of poverty sometimes it's also because you know back then religion was still very important Mm -hmm. as it still is now for a lot of communities but stigma yeah there's a lot of stigma if you had a child before you were married and you know oftentimes this can happen from rape as well so the woman didn't Mm -hmm. have any choice but because they got pregnant out of wedlock and yeah don't know who the father is or whatever so it's all very shameful and taboo and they can't even raise the baby because it would mean social suicide for them yeah i just want to say really quickly here that this is still a problem. It still is. It's like, it's horrible. Yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm thinking about talking about this in the next in-between because it is That'd a huge cool. problem. I don't know yeah. how it is in other countries, but in Japan, it's very big. You, like Every month you read the news and there's an abandoned baby in a bathroom or something. So I do want to yeah, talk about it a I- bit more later i'd love to hear it from the japanese side Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking of those um states in america where you still have to um raise a child with for example like your rapist if you do get pregnant and like you're you can't get an abortion even though Mm -hmm. it's a result of rape yeah it's insane but it's so it's so disgusting. Like we talk Why? about, you know, just 17, 70 something people abandoning their babies because of religious stigma or shame. And, and this bullshit is still happening. It's still happening, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it hasn't been that long 300 years or less, 250. I don't know. Well, anyway. <laughs> still, it's still enough time for something to it's have improved. It's enough time for progress. And I do think progress has happened in most countries, so. Yeah, just some are lagging behind quite a lot. And some are having a resurgence um, of yeah. these themes. But uh, anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, so Louisa, she would go to the Foundling Wheel and sometimes she used her own name to adopt these babies, sometimes her clients, sometimes made up names. So 
Either way, after she adopted these babies, once she was alone with them, she would strangle them with her hands. Or, you remember the, one of the awards, awards that、mm-hmm. uh, you would get? The cloth. The cloth. Sometimes she would use that cloth as a garret tourniquet to, thing. To garrot them. Yes.、Yeah. And then bury the baby at the top of the mountain or the hill. <sighs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, yeah, you're. Obviously, just saying what I think we'd already realized, but it's just hearing it again in those terms is、mm. just. Yeah, it's awful. It's so, so sad because so many of them. And it's just here are these things to like start giving this child like a good life、mm. for like for the people who are adopting it. And that's what you're using to take its life. Yeah. Because and- you want money. Like all the parents who, all the mothers who put their babies in these wheels,、yeah. thinking, okay, they're going to have a better life now and they'll have a better chance. You know, even though, okay, maybe I know that most of the babies who go to these founding wheels, they might not make it either, but they have a better chance than being with me. And it must be so tough and just heartbreaking to give up your baby、yeah. and then to have this、and、happen. Then- Yeah, and I mean, you wouldn't even know it, right? Because you anonymously、yeah. gave it up. It's not like if you go through like open adoptions nowadays,、mm. you can get updates on、yeah. where your kid ended up and like what kind of family they're in. It's just you're going to hope for the best.、Mm-hmm. And in the background, completely out of your knowledge. Yeah. Like this life, you, this better life you might have imagined for your child has just already just. Ended. Yeah. So super prematurely. Yeah, it's all around just awful and unfortunately does get worse. Ah, great.、Um, back to the investigation. After Luisa's confessions, the judge orders a search of her house, more like a hut that she had. And the people doing the search, the officers, they were completely shocked and, and just couldn't believe what they found. Um,. um There were many clay pots in her house, and、mm-hmm. they found parts of dismembered bodies in those clay pots. Baby bodies? Yes, baby bodies. Oh no! Like bones,、um, I think skulls, stuffed under like、uh, straw and hidden parts of the house. No. So, yeah, as they find more bodies in her house, Luisa confesses to more and more murders. Um, so she does confess to six more, but they do find eight bodies in clay pots and ten buried under the house. So 18 more babies. Okay, so how many were apparent due to the adoptions through the foundling wheel thing? Okay, so I'll get to that right now. <laughs> okay. They discovered a total of 33 corpses. Oh, Jesus. And. She adopted 34 babies. Okay. That doesn't add up. Yeah, I mean, they never found the final corpse, basically. And she didn't confess to all of them either. So she only confessed to 28 and denied the remaining five that were found. Makes like, no sense. What's the point, right? <laughs> I don't know either. Maybe she just. I know it's awful, but she murdered so many babies she already forgot about them. But she. Confessed to 28, denied 5, and one baby remains missing. No, that's 
so sad. So we do have the final number. It's 33 confirmed, but probably 34. Yeah. And what's insane is at this point, she's 23 years old. What? Yeah. So if you remember, she was born in.、Um, either way, I said that earlier, but I can't find it. 48, 1748, and this happened in 72. Holy and, shit. Yeah, because she was born in December, so she was still 23 at this point. Oh my gosh. And I doubt she started, like, you know, as she was a teen. Well, maybe she did, but it only really started as she was doing her carrier transporter delivery business. And I'm not sure how long she's been doing it, but yeah, 23 years old. You know, Lena, you and I were pretty good people. <laughs> I mean, compared to Louisa, yes. Yeah. Because. I mean, if you think about it, like at our age, some people have started families, some people have gone to jail, others have murdered probably 34 babies. <laughs> and we're doing okay.、Um, I think we need. Your standard can... is pretty low, but yeah,、yes. I think we're doing okay. But just if you ever have a bad day, <laughs> yeah, think about it like that. At least、That's、you're、true. not Louisa. <laughs> Yeah. That's horrible. Like, what I just said is really horrible, but <laughs> it makes me feel. Yeah. I don't know how it makes me feel, but somehow. Yeah. Somehow you are trying to be the optimist here. In a weird way, yeah. In a weird way, yeah. <laughs>、um, but yeah, so Luisa was not the only person at the time who was、um, taken in by authorities. So the two women who worked at the founding wheel, so the, one of the. Nurses and the owner, they were also arrested. And、um, a man who was responsible for recording like the births, birth certificates, or you know, basically keeping the records、mm-hmm. of everything. So they all kind of had the responsibility, or yeah, so they were all arrested for criminal negligence. I mean, I don't think it was called that back then, but nowadays it would be criminal negligence. Interesting. Because、okay. they. Never questioned Louisa and just let her adopt all these babies without checking the addresses, the people, and yeah. But you know, another thing is that,、um, like, realistically, was it even like possible for them to check、mm-hmm. this? Because you know, it's the 1700s, you can't just you know, Google an address and see if it's there or、yeah. call the people or something like that. So, you just have to take her word for it, and if they knew her. Then they just thought, yeah, I think this is a good person. She's a 23 year old young woman. There's no way she would lie about this, right? So, yeah. And who would ever think somebody would take advantage of this situation like that? You'd be surprised.、Uh, but I'll let you know more about that later. Okay. <laughs> but either way, these people, they were arrested because the police thought maybe they were involved. But then, you know, they determined, okay, they were just. They just didn't do like, due diligence and they didn't murder these babies. So they were、uh, released in October that year. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, sure, it's easy for us to say now, why didn't they look into this more? Why didn't they just make、mm. sure? But I don't think there was much more they could have done、um, back then.、Mm. Yeah, I mean, 
sure they might have been saying okay you're adopting a bit more maybe we'll just double check but then again these institutions they were already overburdened with how many babies yeah. they were taking in so they were happy if, for any adoption to take place yeah so they didn't question it too the much cracks. because they really needed that mm. but yeah so of course people were outraged and there was so much hate towards Luisa, obviously because nobody could even fathom something like this happening and portugal is a very um true crime wise um, there's not a lot going on there, there isn't really <laughs> any serial killers or so yeah people were okay. shocked about this and interestingly the defense tried to argue that she because she was still a minor she shouldn't get a death penalty because women back then were considered adults at 25 oh oh interesting I'm not sure what it means, though, because she was married, so it wasn't, you know, like an adult in that sense. You could still... Yeah. Yeah. I would be curious to know what the difference was. Yeah. But either way, yeah. she was still considered a minor back then. Interesting. But the judge said, yeah, if, if you can commit such atrocious acts, then you can be tried as an adult. So that yeah. argument was rejected. Yeah. And on July 1st, 1772, so just three months later... Uh, Louisa was sentenced to death for the murder of 33 babies. Okay. So she was also ordered to pay 50,000 reis in compensation. I don't think she ever paid this, but just to give you like a con, I suppose, an idea of how much that was, mm -hmm. she got 20,000 for the adoptions. So she was ordered to pay a lot more than that. But the reason I say that she probably didn't pay it is because two days later she was executed. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. There's and no I mean, way. She, one of the reasons she allegedly did all this was for money, so I don't think she was, you know, very rich. Yeah. But I think it was just symbolic. So this is also quite interesting. As her punishment, uh, she was paraded through the streets with a rope around her neck. Oh. While her crimes were being read aloud or like shouted out loud for everyone to hear. And I'm gonna guess this is just me, just my imagination, but people were probably also shouting, you know, swearing at her and throwing stuff probably. And then she was, so I'm not sure if this happened as she was walking through the streets or afterwards, but she was also burned with like oh. hot iron tongs. Oh, jeez, yeah, ow. As Ooh. torture. Then before giving her execute or getting her executed, they first chopped off her hands. Like, they really made sure she suffered, basically. That's... They wanted to torture her, punish her. Okay. And eventually... Yeah. What do you call it again? Poetic? Justice? Justice. She was garroted. Oh, great. So... Yeah. This was before the Geneva Convention. <laughs> I think we can assume that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much sure. But this was definitely before the Geneva Convention because <laughs> that is, um, what is it? The the punishment does not fit the crime at all. There, like that is, um, yeah, I mean, unusual. <laughs> what, there's there's some term or some unusual grotesque punishment. It's, yeah, the, know. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, after that, she was still... So the judge also ordered her, as part of her sentence, that she would be burned to ashes after death. 
Great. So that there's never a memory of such a monster. Cool. Okay. And we're still talking about her today. Well, here we are yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you know what? Um, I, I don't know. Did you ever really watch Game of Thrones? Of course. I read the books. Shame. Yeah, Shame. it does remind you of that. Shame. <laughs> yes. Fortunately, Cersei was not executed. I don't know. Did you? You watched it, right? I did. A lot of people hate Cersei, but I liked her character. Even later on? Yeah. I liked Cersei. I don't know. I just enjoyed her screen presence. And I feel like... I mean, later on in the series, everybody was shit, to be honest. But in the books as well, like she does horrible things. But I think she does it from a place of love for her children. And that's something I can, I can understand. So Being a mother yeah. yourself? <laughs> Being a mother myself? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I feel like... I don't know, we're, we're talking about Game of Thrones now. But basically, I, I like Cersei. All right. Like, I don't want to be her friend or anything. But, like, I, I enjoy the character. I think she... I think you're right. Like, she is an enjoyable character. It's kind of mm -hmm. like... Joffrey was a, also a very enjoyable character in how much, <laughs> like, of an emotional reaction he, like, brought out. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. the actor that played Joffrey, like, got so much hate in real mm -hmm. life because of the role yeah. he played. And that just shows, like, how yes. well he played that role. Because Joffrey's mm -hmm. despicable. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's interesting. These old um, true crime cases remind you of Game of Thrones because you know the the book is based on historical events that took place in the past. So. Yeah, and is sort of is sort of placed in like what we kind of assume to be like our Middle Ages, like sword fighting mm -hmm. and like the way people live, castles, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think when I read the Parade to the Streets, but also the image I had was the scene from Game of Thrones. So definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that kind of concludes the story. And Luisa was the fourth and last woman to be executed in Portugal. Oh, wow. And it's actually 95 years before the abolition of the death penalty there. So they abolished the death penalty pretty early. And they didn't, like, even before they abolished it. I mean, I don't know about the amount of men they killed the men. before yeah. the, they abolished it but that is mm -hmm. a small number so maybe this is some information that i wasn't able to really find uh, much info on but there were some people who hinted that maybe the reason why she was punished so much was related to the portuguese inquisition mm -hmm. and honestly i don't know um some of the, the sources I read or watched, they kind of refer to it a little bit, saying that, yeah, keep that in mind, this was happening in the background. And I think at that point of the Inquisition, it was sort of ending or kind of declining. Mm -hmm. And the people in power really wanted to show their power. And this severity of her punishment might have been a way they demonstrated that power to the public. I can see that. But maybe I'm just saying <laughs> random shit. I'm not really sure. But if you're interested... And you can read Portuguese, then maybe that's something you <laughs> sure. can look into if you're interested. I, yeah, did, but it does make me very curious about the other three women that were... That's the uh, four. She was... Oh, no, sorry, three. The yeah, other three, three uh, she the, was the fourth. Fourth yeah. and last, yes. Um, it makes me curious yeah. about what they did to 
yes. end up. Maybe they were just witches. Who knows? I, well, you know us women and our magic powers. <laughs> we just can't yes. keep them quiet. <laughs> um, to conclude today's story, remember, so, I mean, of course you remember, but I kept saying <laughs> to you that, uh, don't speak so soon, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, this was actually quite a huge problem that people would um, exploit this mechanism. And there's actually a word for it. Oh. And it's called baby farming. Oh. Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that is unfortunate wording. I yeah. do not like that. I mean, that. it literally is sort of um, what they do, though. So it, it's basically... Yeah. Uh, women or or men, but typically I think it's women who take in a bunch of babies who are unwanted or who their parents cannot raise them, um, and they get some kind of compensation for it, either like a lump sum payment at the beginning, or they get paid periodically to mm-hmm. raise the baby, raise the child. And what oftentimes would happen was that these baby would unfortunately die anyway usually of negligence and sometimes of murder and there are so many cases about this and i don't think there's enough to do you know an episode on these people so maybe if you do all of them in one episode but just to give you a few names um in the uk there was amelia sa i know sach or s-a-c-h and annie walters it was like a little duo baby farming duo and then oh, there great. was uh, there was a bunch of them and when my computer crashed all those pages no it's great <laughs> if you just amazing. look up on wikipedia there is one person though who i think an episode might be doable over and her name is amelia dyer mm-hmm. there's actually a lot more info uh on her and she was also a baby farmer and and I think that's the thing. I think maybe in the beginning they might have just um, babies might have passed away through negligence, but then they see oh it's lucrative or we just can't take care of that many, and they end up actively murdering these babies. But yeah, and another woman, a Danish woman. So <laughs> this is actually um, I think kind of funny. I'm making fun of the Danish language here right now, but I hope they take it in. <laughs> In good jest, is that how you say it? Uh, in the spirit in which it was intended, in maybe? Yeah, I'm not trying... I mean... You're no not offense. intending it I just in a it was funny. mean-spirited way. Yeah, not mean-spirited. Um, so, in English, you would pronounce the name Dagmar over by or over B, and I just wanted to double-check if it's over by or over B. And this was also a woman who... Yeah, did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at a Danish YouTube video that talked about her. And let me just... Oh, that's close. But let me find it and re-listen to it because I want to get this right. So what do you think the pronunciation for Dagmar over B or over by is in Danish? Uh, Dagmar... Uh, Dagmar... Over... Hmm... You think it's similar to German, right? Or at least, like, kind of similar. Oberje? Wait, what? I don't know. Oberbe? Okay. It's actually pronounced Dauma Orbü. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. It took me completely off guard. But 
Tauma Obi. Obi? But anyway, this is not true translated huh. at all. Please forgive me. Well, <laughs> so far we don't have um, anyone from Denmark listening. It's fine. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Even if we do, they're gonna be gone by now. But but yeah, just this is just completely unrelated. But basically, there's a lot of these women, and there's actually it's apparently so common back then that there's a Swedish word for it, and I think a Danish word for it. But don't quote me on wow. it. And it basically means angel maker. Oh, great. Yeah, so this was very common back then. and But the difference between Louisa and these people, I think, is something that was also raised by one of the YouTubers I watched, mm-hmm. was that people say she did this out of money, right? To get the reward. Yeah. But why did she keep those bodies then? If she wasn't a serial killer who kept trophies. Yeah. And was it really necessary to have, you know, at her young age of 23... 33 or 34 babies worth of awards that's like 15 years plus also why keep some of them and why bury the others i mean i think the theory was that you know at first she just sort of murdered them for the money and at some point she started to enjoy it and then would keep the trophies but the last Mm. two that she murdered were found in the mountains so yeah we don't know but that's the thing if you imagine you live if you feel like you're doing this for money, you don't really want to do it, why would you keep 18 corpses in your house, dismembered around the house? It's just... Yeah, you don't... You wouldn't want any sort of anything to remind you of it. Yeah, something changed somewhere. I think that might distinguish her from the other baby farmers who ended up killing babies for the money, but... Also, I actually, as you were talking about it in more recent terms i Mm. thought of a similar um exploitation of the system maybe because you know you hear about those stories um i don't think all countries have like um a foster system but Mm. the ones that do i think a lot of people because you get compensated if you foster kids right from the government Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people take in fosters but then, like, to get that compensation from the government, but then don't care for those kids. They, yeah. They're literally just doing it for the paycheck. That kind yeah. of made me think of that. Yeah, but I hope that most people who do foster children, I think the, most of them who do foster, do it because they want to help out. But you just still have a few people. I think with any system, there's a few yeah. bad apples who, yeah. or people who basically exploit it for their own gains. And... Yeah, and just finally, I wanted to tell you about a reason, because I not give you the details, but because this could be a case by itself, but just how this thing still exists. And it's about a nurse called Lucy Letby, who murdered babies in the neonatal unit she worked at. And this was really recent, and I think she, she was just convicted or something like that this month, so... Was this in the UK someday. or where was this? Yeah, in the UK, yeah. And I, something about that, like, kind of triggered like like made me made me i'm sure you might have seen it something like maybe i i saw the name mm. yeah but but yeah i think it's just really fascinating how like i don't know if maybe someday we cover this case it might shed some insight about why uh louisa might have murdered some of the babies because this case is so old the case i just talked about is so old that we don't really know mm-hmm. much about her motives except that they say probably it's for money, but 
if it really was to get something out of it psychologically or yeah i don't know if she was a, uh she enjoyed doing it but it would be interesting because i'm just rambling now <laughs> i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but just how common these cases are i was i was surprised by the number of these baby farmers and people making money out of it but yeah yeah I think, I guess you already know what I might talk about in the in-between then. I'll tell you a bit more about these mechanisms of um, baby hatches. Yeah, d- definitely. And like, I, I mean, I hadn't heard of that before today, so mm-hmm. I'd be very interested. Cool. I mean, I guess if you don't have anything to add, then this is it for today's episode. Wow, thanks for seriously like teaching me something I'd never heard about. Well, you're welcome. You taught me about some things as well in the previous in-between, so... True. I, I Maybe, if I, it was correct information. But yeah, <laughs> thank right. you for the episode. And I guess um, people may know how this works by now, but next case is going to be mine. Yes. And check out... I don't know if I have pictures. I'll post some pictures of like a baby foundling wheel thing on instagram yeah definitely that'd be super yeah because like just if you don't know anything about them it's like what what is Mm. this supposed to look like like what what yes and let us know what you think about the episode and i still feel bad for the danish people but yeah (laughs) let us know how much you hated us making fun of your great language and hello and thank you to everybody that does listen if you're still listening we Wait, see every hello again no no i'm saying hello and thank you to all the people who do listen and we see you we talk about you we're always <laughs> super excited and yeah just that's true seeing you guys like make oh us my happy. gosh yeah we have like one person listening in turkey one person listening in georgia and like all these people listening in different places it's super cool because yeah, this is just something that we like to do and we're not doing it to, like, go viral or anything. I mean, but... we wouldn't mind, just saying. <laughs> it wasn't... That's it not wasn't what we're expecting. The, it wasn't the main um, expectation we had starting this, but no, just no. to find a couple other people who are also interested in it. And... Oops. I'm, I'm rambling now. Thank you for those people who are listening. We yes. value each and every one of you. Every time we see like somebody new has listened, we get super excited and immediately message each other. Yeah. So you are thought about and we are thankful. <laughs> Sending you all lots of love. And from, hopefully we'll from, from us you to wherever you are. And yes. Yes. Let us know what you think. Okay, yes. I need. We See need to stop time. talking now. <laughs> 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 bye bye. Bye.